I'm Callan. And I'm Keegan. And you're listening to Assorted Interests. You and I, I gotta get it, do it, die. It might not work, but we could try. Episode 12, back at it. Sorry for the absence. I've been busy. Keegan, have you been busy? I have been unbelievably busy. <laughs> Resume stuff? Oh, I uh, everything under the sun. Anything imaginable. Yeah, no, I know. I definitely feel that. I've been really busy between school, college apps, all, all the above, as you said. But here we are. Let's get it cracking. What are, you said, you, every, you texted me multiple times throughout the week. Oh, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this. So I know there's some subjects you want to touch on. I mean, that, the thing is, Cal, is like the news cycle moves so dang fast that you're no, like... No, you're right, you're right. Whatever I wanted to discuss yesterday, like changes yeah facts but i well, I, th- I think i there's one thing i really want to discuss all right let's this, hear it this whole current like wave in professional football of guys who just don't like this um roughing the passer rule so i, well, yeah, I want to get awful. your thoughts yeah i wanted to get your thoughts on it because i no, think we're soft. thinking the same way yeah yeah it's so soft like some I understand the whole pile drive thing and like pile driving a quarterback into the ground is probably not safe for the quarterback. And obviously the quarterback's the one, the pretty boy on the field. They make everything look pretty. They make the game look beautiful. So we got to protect them at all costs, but it's, it's just badly soft and you can't force like you have, you should be able to grandfather players in, but obviously you can't do that. So now guys are having to change the way they're playing, which is awful as well. Like how can you convince Clay Matthews to stop doing what he's been doing for what, eight years now? My big problem is how is how is he supposed to stop? No, You're yeah. You're moving full speed at somebody. The only option you have is to drive them into the ground. Right. Because like, that's just what your momentum's taking you to do. So what mm-hmm. are you, you going to do just like pick them up and then at that point full speed stop carrying like a 65 200 pound guy not gonna yeah, work no. yeah no it's dangerous for both the player and the quarterback it makes it more dangerous now that you're forcing guys to pull up i think yeah i agree i completely I agree yeah it's just stupid i know they released a, a video the other day the nfl released an official video and i think it was the video of who was it that Broke Aaron Rodgers' collarbone last year. I know it was a Vikings player. I just can't remember who it was specifically. But they released that video and were like, this is roughing the passer. It's been pretty unclear the first three weeks of the season, but we're going to crack down and make sure it's being called correctly from here on out. And I guess the video was, I mean, still, it almost looks clean in the video, but I do understand almost pile driving the guy into the ground. It here's is the just thing that, here's also the dangerous. Thing that gets me. Here's the thing that gets me, and I guess my big problem with it is football is a sport in nature. Same thing with a sport like hockey, where a clean play can also be a play that harms someone. Yeah, yeah, for a sure. A perfectly clean play can end up with someone with a broken this, that, or the other. And if yeah. that's the nature of your game, you cannot prevent that, or else you are completely changing your game. No, you're absolutely right. I actually 100% agree with you there. Yeah, the problem is, I mean, the NFL is 
not only seeing viewership decreasing, but participation in the sport falling because high-class athletes are going, risk it or go play something physically safe like baseball. How about this? Well, we're talking about a year where the best player in college football, the guy who a guy who's got a shot at winning the Heisman might go play baseball for the rest of his life. No, he, he will, will play professional play baseball. baseball. It's they're in a very difficult spot right now football is. No, absolutely. I mean, I think Kyler Murray would be stupid not to play baseball. I think you would be really really dumb not to play baseball, especially when you see what happens to athletes who play football over a long period of time. And the I longevity the just isn't Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I'm with you. I love football, but the longevity just is not there. It really isn't. Like when the lifespan of an, and when I say, I don't mean lifespan, sorry. Career span of the average NFL player. What is it? I think I saw a stat. It was like three and a half years or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's something that's like absolutely ridiculous when you consider that fact. Yeah. It's just, it's a dangerous sport. One. High risk and the reward isn't as sweet as in other major national or yeah, major professional sports. The reward is sweeter in baseball if you really hit big. Basketball too. Basketball's getting up there. Yeah, no, it really is. They've done a very good profe- job of making it making paying their athletes very, very well. Yeah, I think um the two sports that are in the best best place in America are easily basketball and baseball and it's not close oh definitely. basketball even might basketball might be the single i guess what's the word i don't know i don't even know it's it's definitely become the most lucrative in the past couple of years just seems it's, like everybody in their mom the, likes basketball yeah right it's now. definitely on the up and up with regards yeah. to and do, it's they do a great job basketball does of marketing their athletes mm-hmm. of of giving, allowing them to go into the media and say whatever they want. And what ends up happening is that endears those guys to the to the fans. No, yeah, they become sure. regular people who are mm-hmm. who are mad about this, that, and the other, who like this, that, and the other, who play this video game, watch this TV show. When that happens, instant, instantly, you like that guy. No, yeah, that's that's one hundred percent fact. So while we're on the subject of just sports in general, I guess, what about, dude, I just need your comment on Christian Yelich's potentially NL MVP season if he's not a highway robbery. I, I Here's the thing. Both MVP races are really fascinating at this point. And both Cy Young races are really fascinating at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm on the uh, I'm on the Jacob Degrom for NL Cy Young train, even though his his win loss record is not something to, not something you want to look at. He's going to end up winning ten games, but yeah, I mean the guy tough. the guy is the guy is leading every category known to mankind. He's yeah he, he broke he yeah. he eats innings he does everything. Yeah, he broke a couple of decade old records too. So in in a sport in a sport where breaking records in the history book means so much, I think you have to consider him. At the very least, consider him. On the other hand, the AL Cy Young, people want to want to give it to Blake Snell of the Rays. He's been he nasty. Yeah, but he hasn't gotten over 200 innings. I was reading a great Ooh. article today in The Athletic by 
Ken Rosenthal saying, this is a big deal. Like, we are yeah, not, that's tough. we need to talk about this because this, if, if he gets voted this, this, it opens the door for relievers to get it. It opens the yeah. door for, I mean, we're moving toward more and more towards the old inning eater starter mentality doesn't exist anymore. The old ace, the old horse doesn't, they don't come yeah, that's around. Whack. No, that's whack. And, I don't and, like going in that direction. Yeah, nor do I, because here's the thing. Here's the thing I've always said. There's guys who are not baseball fans, quote unquote, who are not like a ridiculously hardcore baseball fan who will sit there and go, oh, I live in such and such city. I've done it before where it's like, oh, I, I'm, I'm going to school in Philly. Clayton Kershaw is coming to play and pitch against the Phillies. I'll go watch him pitch. Yeah. It's like, it. that's baseball's, a star pitcher is baseball's version of the star athlete in a basketball or a football. It's baseball's version of it because when those guys go, they dominate their game. Right, yeah. You're going that's, to see that guy throw exactly. seven innings. Whereas like a Mike Trout, unbelievable. Bryce Harper, unbelievable. Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story, unbelievable guys. On any given night, they might go 0 for 3. Yeah. No, that's a fact. Whereas a good pitcher, even on an off night, still gives you 6 or 7 of like 4 or 5 run ball. I never really thought about it that way, but you're you're 100% right. I mean, that's that's the nature of the big the big pitching matchup. When you see when you see so so and so's name Verlander against Kluber, you're like, oh my gosh, I gotta watch this game because it becomes two guys dueling against each other. Yeah, just it it becomes a two man game, which is very interesting with a team sport like baseball. But it becomes a two man game. The closest thing I could think of is like the final pairing in golf on a major Sunday when both guys go at it. That's the only other thing in sports that we have, or I guess. Guys who go in the final five minutes of a basketball game who go back and forth possession for possession when it's two guys like LeBron and maybe trying to think Kevin Durant where you know they're getting the ball. But that's it for baseball. Baseball, it is the marquee pitching matchup is the thing to watch. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I don't I don't like the. I, I haven't even really read up into that. I've been I don't know. I don't follow baseball very intently much anymore. Truth be told, when the playoffs come around, I'll probably be watching a little bit. Truth be told, Callan, the problem is of the races, the AL Cy Young race is the least exciting, which is so strange when it's it might be the most have the most impact in the for the future of baseball. Thinking philosophical thinking. Right, right, right. Like what we just discussed, the whole opening up to relievers thing, which once again, I don't like that idea. How can you, how can you put a guy up that affects, well, I guess a reliever, what affects on a good, on a great, in a great season, what, 70 games a year? Yes. On a great, I'm, we're talking like a K-Rod saves 60 something games a year. Right. Season. Whereas, that's, I mean, I mean, that's rare. Yeah, well, I guess a starting pitcher, 35 games a year. But it's different, though. Yeah, it's very different. Because here's 
and this is this was one of the points of the article. A a good starting pitcher who eats innings gives those bullpen arms a rest, which is enormous. Yeah. Enormous. Yeah, that that sets your team up for the next three or four days. Mm-hmm. That impacts much more than the thirty-five starts. If a guy yeah. is able to go through the in order a third or even a fourth time that's yeah. it's true you people don't realize how much of an impact that is but it adds up over the course of a season it really does yeah you know you're absolutely right so then i ask you who do you have winning each race nl cy young al cy young al mvp nl mvp so i'll start with the mvp races because i think they're they're the most fascinating okay Personally, I love Trevor Story in the NL. In the NL? start with the NL. I love Trevor Story, but it's very difficult to give a guy an MVP when you can make an argument for him not even being the best player on his team. On his team, yeah. I just like this. Because, and, and this is going to mirror itself in the AL. But the only two guys in the AL to me are... Definitely JD and Mookie Betts, but they're on the, the only same two team. in the race for you. I I mean I would love to give it to Jose Ramirez, but it's it's he's going to be beholden to the fact that he plays one in Cleveland and two in a division that hasn't been that good. That's and, yeah. I, and that's they're going to say, look at what JD's doing, right? Look at what Mookie Betts is doing. They play in a much tougher division. That's mm-hmm. just the nature of what they're going to claim. Do I agree with? agree with it i mean it's baseball they play 162 games there's a lot of games a lot of games right. against bad competition as well for those guys so yeah, that's I facts. Mean, what do i think will end up happening i think we'll end up seeing it be jd martinez and i, would I agree. think i think they're going to give it to trevor story but i would love to see yelich win it i would love to see yelich win it why do you say you think they're going to actually give it to you trevor know what story? you know what trevor story might have been hurt by the fact that he missed three or four games this this month due to did you see it a ucl strain yeah i saw that so so why do you say you think it's going to be story i don't know i don't think the i don't think the um rockies get a lot of love okay i think that might be one thing that the league tries to do and the in the um I would say the writers try to do is give a, give a team love that doesn't usually get it. I don't know. Yeah, I feel I Trevor Story, fair. but I would love to see Yelich win it, just because. I mean, I I like I like his game. His game is fun. He sprays the ball all over the field. He takes the extra base. I'd love to see Javi Baez win. Yeah, I, mean, I think Baez is a compelling resume. He, we're we're sitting here and we're going. God, um, I might change my prediction now that I think about bias. It's so tough to give it to one guy. No, because Story's numbers are comparable to Baez's with more homers. Yeah, yeah but Baez has the what Baez has uh, has on his side is defensive. Def- not even defensive. Though Story's an excellent defender, and yeah, Baez right. is an excellent defender. The fact that Bryant was out for half the year, like, I just like this. that's yeah. a big deal. To make the no, you're right. oh your team needed to ste- you to step up and you stepped up. Mm-hmm. 
I, I honestly, I mean, call me crazy, but I think the AL one is practically wrapped up. Top to bottom, nobody's numbers are through and through as good as JD's. If Mookie Betts won the MVP, I might stop. And I love Mookie Betts. This is nothing against him as an individual. I might stop watching baseball. Because when I they gave it to I Bryce Harper, would, but yeah. If they gave it to Bryce, they gave it to Bryce Harper. Was that not last year, but the following year, or the previous year? Sorry. He drove in 99. I was livid that a guy under that drove in under 100 runs was an MVP. So if Mookie Betts run it with won it with 80 RBIs, I'd I'd be I don't even know what I I couldn't begin to tell you how angry I'd be at that. Oh yeah. You can't win I'll, an MVP I'll, with less than 100 RBIs driven in. Well, the, that's just my opinion. The the stat guys will always say, and I it, here's the thing. I walk, you know me. I walk that very very thin line of I love advanced stats because I love talking baseball. I love more reasons to argue, and I love baseball because there's always an argument, and it never ends with, oh yeah, we know the answer. Never can never end. Yeah. But to me, I am so compelled. They don't stat guys don't like RBIs. RBIs, when a guy's chasing 100 RBIs, that's a big deal to me. That century mark is huge. Give me a second. I'm going to blast stat guys. You don't like RBIs. What wins a ballgame? Oh, yeah, that's right. Scoring more runs than the other team. So a guy who drives in a lot of runs is particularly valuable valuable to a baseball team. Case closed. Well, you, you, you know what their argument is. It, that's Let's based it. a lot. That's based a lot on how, your team. So a guy who has 99 RBIs might not be getting up in the situations where there's runners on base consistently. But See, in my ar- in my argument, you can only control when you're coming up to up to bat. So there almost needs to be a stat where how many times do you come up? How many times do you come up in a situation like almost an RBI situation? Runner on second, runner on third, with and convert second or third and convert. There needs to almost be a conversion percentage. Well, guess what? I would, I would say the guys who lead the league in RBIs. Scoring, yeah. The guys who lead the league in RBIs are converting at a high rate, clearly. Yes. Yeah. I would agree. Stupid. You don't have to make it more complicated than it is. If a guy's driving in 100 runs, chances are when there's guys on base, 75% of the time he's knocking them in. True. True. You know I mean, what I mean? Again, I don't always disagree with you here. We, we agree here. I love. My my thing is I'm more like the why not both camp on that. Why not why can't we have RBIs and then a bunch of other stats? More numbers is better. More information's better. Yeah, not always. Yeah, I mean there could be overkill. Yes, I know. I agree. But anyway, um, so did you see that? Well, I yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, did you see the stat comparison to seven of Barry Bonds' best seasons, second half averaged out, and then Christian Yelich the season. The second half of the season he's having this year. No, I would have loved to have seen that. Can you send that my way after this? After this, I will. I was um, I was just searching for it, and I saw it on Instagram, and I'm searching for it again, or I saw it on Bleacher Report, something or other, and um, I just couldn't find it. But it his numbers are better than all some of Barry Bonds' best second halves averaged out. It was an extremely impressive little stat. I was I was. That's when I was kind of like, wow, this guy's year has been insane. I'm the talking insane. Is, the thing is, and this is what I, I find. I love baseball. You know me. I love baseball more than any other sport on this planet. I think it's the greatest of games. But we are so 
beholden to who plays on the East Coast, who plays on the West Coast, that there's a ton of guys who get no love in the Midwest. There's a ton of them. There's That's guys, true. There are guys, there's guys in Milwaukee. That Milwaukee ball club's a fun ball club. That, that team in Cleveland's a fun ball club. Two, two very good baseball teams. Even St. Louis has been a fun ball club. What if, but no what one if gives the, them any love. Yeah, what if the Brewers messed around and won it all? That'd be crazy. I really want to see a Brewers slash Rockies versus Indians World Series. I would love that. And maybe um, a lot of people might not watch it, but I would love that you people you would be compelled by that World Series. The end of the yeah. day, you would love that World Series because yeah. those teams are exciting. Lorenzo Cain, Christian Yelich, Jesus Aguilar. That team's exciting. That's a fun team. I Who's would one hundred percent agree. They they added some pieces. They got they got some fun guys. And then Cleveland, Cleveland's a fun team too. Yeah. Really fun team. No, you're absolutely right. I'm actually surprisingly excited about the the playoffs and just to see how they shake out. You but know, base, baseball we'll see how that have, all goes. Baseball might have two, before even the playoffs start, baseball might have two playing games. There's a chance yeah. that they could have to play a game Monday, a game Tuesday. To then to decide on where teams are seated and or who gets in, to then play a wild card game, which would yeah be I know crazy. that's actually crazy. That would be so much fun. That would no, be nothing. Nothing would get done during uh, during the day those days, but I would definitely enjoy watching. Did you see the? The uh, Sharif O'Neal, the news about Sharif O'Neal. Oh, that that saddens me. I wanted to no, watch him sucks. play. Yeah, that I sucks. Yeah, I really wanted man. to watch him play. Now we were discussing it today. Some of my friends and I. Does he even play college basketball? He might it's not play basketball ever again. Not. Really? God, it's heart that. surgery, man. Well, I didn't know how serious it was. I mean, I I can't speculate on the seriousness of it either. But heart surgery is heart surgery. They seem to be very upbeat about him playing again. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really actually wow, that was If I was intentional, I would I would have applauded myself. Yeah. <laughs> no, um I don't know. What I saw was he's like he said, I mean everybody's going to come out and be like I'm going to get back on the court. I'll be determined to get back on the court. Which is great and all, but I mean heart surgery is a serious thing. But I will say the whole I saw the news on Twitter and I read into the comments and I faith in humanity was restored when I read into the comments because it was all love no matter who was talking and it was just very nice. You know when you see something you're just like, that's nice. You love to see it. Oh yeah. And that was one of those moments. I know exactly what you're talking about when you're when you're just like, oh man, that's good. Somebody did something good. Yeah. I mean, poor kid, he's had a tough go about things. He had been committed to Arizona. They had the FBI probe, so he decommitted, committed to UCLA, and now this. Man, that's tough. I just hope he gets back on the court. Oh, me too. Me too. Plus, he's an exciting player. Yeah, no, he's he's definitely exciting. I think, and I had strong feelings about this last year because when he wasn't added to the McDonald's All-American roster, 
people were up in arms. But I had watched a lot of film of him because, I don't know, I used to be, or no, I still am, but I'm subscribed to all those high school basketball, like Ball is Life, Home Team Hoops, all those to watch highlights whenever they come through on my uh, YouTube feed. And don't get me wrong, extremely athletic, can shoot the ball, has a lot of ability, but he also, his game isn't as mature as others in high school. So when he wasn't added to the McDonald's All-American roster, like I said, a lot of people were flipping out because they think he's the man because he's Shaq's son, but I was actually, I guess, extremely impressed by McDonald's and whoever that committee is, the McDonald's All-American Committee, to have the balls to say, yeah, he's Shaq's son, but, I mean, there are guys out there that are better than this guy, and we're going to leave him off. I, I was like, I don't know, I applauded that. You know what I mean? Also, another thing, it might help the kid, which is an odd thing to say, but he might go into it and go and might put a little bit of a chip on his shoulder like i mean he's he's shaq's son and you have to live with that like that's no i know that's not an easy thing that especially when you want to apply your trade in basketball you can't that's tough i've actually found him to to be yeah through interview or no through videos i've watched of interviews and whatnot i've actually found him to be a very down-to-earth kid for being you know famous since he was six years old or whatever always something you like to see yeah no doubt no doubt and then when he reached out to Bronny jr lebron's kid last year and was like i know what you have to deal with day to day yeah i remember that and i was like wow that's impressive yeah that's cool that's that's mature yeah i like the kid a lot that's mature and understand understanding where i come from and what my name means that's yeah no facts really mature Immature. No, I said that's really mature. Oh, really mature. Got you. Yeah. All right. Well, we're coming up on 25. We'll close it out. What do you think? I think get your popcorn ready. Watch some baseball this weekend. Watch some football this weekend. Big Dolphins game. I've been. You know, I will be watching football oh, this weekend. Oh, you know. Um, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait. I got to interject this. So. Um, after the big win Sunday night against the Patriots, Darius Slay was asked if it was a relief that Josh Gordon didn't play. And if you know Darius Slay, you know exactly how he responded. That that was a softball question. Yeah. Did you did you watch the video? No, I did not watch the video, but I could already imagine in my head exactly how he reacted. So. Oh, he came back with he came back with what you mean? He was come on, man, all pro, couple of time first team all. All um or all Pro Bowl, man. Come on, man. I'm I'm the, I'm one of the best in this game, man. I'm not scared of nobody. And they said you tripping. He is one of my favorite people to play any professional sport. That's my guy, bro. Just because, just because I love. I mean, I love everything about it on the NBC on the NBC Sunday Night Football thing. He lit, he names himself. He named himself Big Play Slay. There is that Big is, Play Slay. That is my favorite thing ever no yeah so gangster there is only there's very few people on this planet that can nickname themselves and people go with it he is what he's definitely yeah no he's definitely top three favorite athletes of mine across all sports really i don't think he gets the love he deserves really so if if he's top three who are the other two i'm gonna top three Ooh, um I'm, I'm really, honest to God, I'm a big Josh Hart guy. 
I think he does everything right as a professional athlete. But we'll go with the sexier name. So let's say Darius Slay is definitely in the three. This is tough. I don't even know. There's so many athletes that are so many good athletes that that you just like on like a personal level as well as like yeah as an athlete on the field. But yeah, I don't know. Let's. I'm gonna have to ponder that for a little while. I'll come up. I'll come up with that answer for the next episode. I think. I think we should both think on that. That's gonna be tough. That's gonna be like favorite movie tough. Like narrow that down to one. Oh yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah. But no, I don't know. Big play Slay. He's a he's that dude. I remember on the NFL 100, they do that 100 top 100 list, and I think it's really cool how they interview the guys' peers to talk about the players. And um, everybody they interviewed, obviously they're all gonna have good things to say about everybody, but like genuinely good things to say about Darius Slay. And they were like, like how do you like the interviewer was like, how do you think your game speaks for yourself? Speaks for itself. He goes, I mean, you could check the guys I've gone up against. Like he faced Odell, Julio, AB all last year, Jordy Nelson, all those guys, and all pro first. T- I mean, the guy his his game speaks for itself. He's a beast. He is. He is straight up. Straight up. So music suggestions, Keegan. What you got, man? Are you? Do are you putting me on the spot first? Actually, I mean, I can go because I already know what I'm gonna suggest. Yeah, you. Yeah, because like I've, I, I always think about this before the episode, and I never narrow it down to one before the episode starts. I'm gonna go with obviously the Carter Five. If you haven't listened to it yet, please do. It's like 2008, Wayne. It's hard. Like, I, if you close my eyes, if you close my eyes and put me in a room that was all black and played three of the songs off there, I would, and, and asked me to group it by era, I'd probably have to go like, I'd say, yeah, probably before 2010. Really? Yeah, I, have, yeah. I haven't listened to it. I listened to a little bit of it today in, in the locker room. No, dude, it's it's fire. The if I could recommend one song, it'd be Uproar. When I heard Uproar, I was like, dude, this is old Wayne mixed with some new swag. Like it was hard. Like I was like, dude, this song is fire. Okay, okay. You recommended um that whole black album last time, right? Yes. Can I recommend a song off that black album? Yeah, I'm actually really curious to see which one you liked a lot. Well, it got brought up today by a friend who started playing it. Was nonchalant. Yeah, so so gas. And he started playing it, and I turned to him and I said, "This is this is black. My little brother loves black." And he goes, yeah. "You know what's funny is I started listening to this song as a single two two months before the album came out, thinking it was just a single, and he wasn't releasing an album. He's a kid who I guess just doesn't follow music." Like right yeah now. yeah yeah and then he goes all of a sudden everyone's talking about this song he's like it's been out for two months like yeah no he, yeah, that was the first single he really oh second technically because switch came out first but yeah that song is that song is impressive to me because, i mean obviously black is that r&b lane but he's like the perfect for my musical preference because i the a great r&b song tops a great rap song for me every single day of the week but he is like the perfect middle ground between rap and R&B, like perfect middle ground. And um, that song, the beat is 
so hard to flow over, but he makes it sound so good. Dude, that song is A1. You love that song. You love that song. I know that. That's why I yeah, said that, it. Because it's no, That song is heat. Yes. Anyways. All right. Well, I guess we'll close it out there. Yeah, sounds That's good Sort of me. interest. Yeah, sort of interest. Peace. I gotta get it, do or die. It might not work, but we could try. Lately, I've been cutting ties.